I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The space between is cold. I often think about it when a new rift opens. The small ones that no one notices. A brief flash as more trash rains down. You get one the size of a person and everybody stops. Some stop to see who's falling. Maybe someone they knew from before, family or royalty or famed. Some want to know what they're wearing, what new things they have strapped to their back and where they land with them. The rest just want to see it, that brief flash of light. Real light. Not like the blood lamps we have down here. I can see one flickering now, further down the mountain. One of the scavengers is pouring a rusty tank into it, red spattering his scowling face. There's a tapping at the door. I sigh and draw my curtain. Herma Gerada comes up to about my knee. If he stands still, he's hardly recognisable as something alive, just a pile of browning roots and dry soil. He squeaks in his natureling language, It's time! Down in the runoffs, the crew and I slink through the errant scraps of wood and cracked stone. A distance away is Herma Gerada, form melding with the wilderness of rubbish. He stops by a great slab of smooth stone, part of an old temple sliced clean off by some spell or other. His voice is hard to pick up among the sounds of decay. You do. Watch behind. Miss Gava, this one's yours. I approach. The little natureling is running his vines over the rock, muttering to himself. You'd better have something good if you want me to move this whole thing, I say. Hermit Gerada shakes his head. Not all of it. Inside. He prods it and shimmies in joy. How deep? Two feet. Maybe three. I frown. Well, is it two or three? Homer Gerada waves his pseudopod at me. Try three, just to be safe. He reaches into his foliage and pulls out a leather pouch. From within, he retrieves a clay jar about the size of my fist. Will this be enough? I ask, taking it from him. It's empty, but cool with latency. An old reliquary for heirlooms. It should do the trick. He gives me what must be a smile. Go on, then. I sigh, taking the jar in both hands. 
I hold it between me and the spot indicated on the stone. I let out a long breath, hold my lungs empty, then inhale as hard as I can. The cool jar becomes cold, then snaps to hot in my hands before fading to just plain pottery. The jar smashes to the ground at my feet. I feel the latent energy flow from my chest, through my shoulders and out into my limbs. My heartbeat almost causes me to slip, to lose control, but my eyes are set on the stone before me. My fingers move in giddy shapes, pushing my breath towards the rock, before I give one final arc of my arm and jab into it. Before my fingers slam into hard stone, a tiny rift screams open. The cavity beyond is tight, a pocket in the stone stuffed with a small shard of wood. This it? I say. Hermit Gerarda nods. Quickly now! I lock my fingers into the harsh wood and tug. I tug again. I try to twist it, to push it, but nothing. Hurry it up! Says the small form beside me. You said three feet. Feels closer to four. I grunt and push more air out towards the rift. Any second now, he says. I can feel that he's turned his back to me. It's stuck! Are you sure this thing's not nailed in? Hermit Gerarda's voice has an edge of fear. Just one more moment and then we can give up, okay? The latency is dripping from my body, sending shakes down my frame, so I almost miss the far-off sound. A strange sound, but one we all know. The deep, rhythmic thrum of wings. Oh, you can't be serious. The rift around my hand begins to flicker, its edges contracting inwards. I can't get it, Homer. We'll have to get the next one. The natureling grabs my arm and slides something, a medallion, into my hand. No next one, Miss Carver, he says. This is the one. I feel him slip away, eyes still glued to the rift. The one what? I yell. His voice is distant and accompanied by the sound of a drawing bowstring. The last one. The dead settler. I hear an arrow loose and the roar of flames far overhead. The medallion in my hand has the symbol of a door and is almost icy with latency. It's enough. With one last huff, I pull the breath from my hand and flow it down into the rift. It slides open to allow me to shove both arms in, my fingers digging into the old splinters of wood. The roar of flames sounds again, that rhythmic thrumming louder. I tug the wood and feel it give. The Death Settler! Miss Garver, use it now! Hermagerada looses more arrows. I grunt again and the wood flies free, shattering in my hands. My heart drops for a moment, the fragments falling to the ground, until I spot the thing shining from between the planks. A tiny shard of silvered glass, frosted even from this distance. I snatch it from the gap and turn. Homer! I have it! I have the... Wings wide, mouth coated in flame, the Scrap Queen descends. Hermit Gerarda stands with his back facing to her, facing me, his tiny arm bent in salute. The flames erupt from the Scrap Queen's mouth as I draw the frozen breath from the shard. Hermit Gerarda smiles as I am pulled into the space between.
It didn't feel like it was meant to be here. Not just because it was jutting out of the land like a splinter. It didn't feel like it was meant to be anywhere. The exterior of this thing, the tower, shifted colors gradually as the sun fell over the horizon. From bright white to pearlescent rainbow to lavender blue, spiraling ridges curving to the point high above me. I found something like an entrance at ground level, a long crack in the perfect surface. Within was a tunnel as wide as my outstretched tendrils. It followed the spiraling cone up toward the peak and down below the rock. I looked back out over the plains below before stepping into the darkness. Not wholly dark, the walls glimmered with a faint shine as I passed. I walked down, drawn by the thought of how far this went. Every spiral of the hall I passed an archway, reaching floor to ceiling, but with only solid wall within. When I passed the third, I got curious. I shaped my tendril into a flat disc and slid it over the wall between the arch, searching for cracks. When I found none, I continued my descent. By the sixth archway, I had an idea. I pulled the small green stone from my pocket and put it between my main eye and the arch. Through the tiny gap in the stone, I saw it. Another disk of light, shifting colors crisscrossed by dark lines. Not dark, but absent. Through those lines, I could see beyond the portal, just the barest glimpse of a round room. It must have been squished between this hallway and the outer edge of the tower. In the center, occupying most of the space, was something like a table, suspended from the ceiling by twisting beams like vines. Set on the table were objects I couldn't make out, perhaps a bowl and a jug. There was a form on the far side, slumped as if sleeping at the table. I knew that if I touched my stone to the portal, it would open, but I did not. If that form was breathing, it was doing so very gently. I reached the bottom not long after. The tunnel expanded out to blend with the large room, rounded at all edges like the last one. Positioned along the walls were bundles of knotted metal pipes, all of them identical and intentional. They came up to about my chest, but were long and curved to a point like a canoe. Near each of them was a small pillar of grey metal, its top cut at a diagonal. When I put my stone to my main eye, the diagonal top glowed with a purple symbol. The bundles had these symbols too, and seemed to be blanketed in silver light. Now that I was closer, I saw that they had a curved dip in their middle, almost like a seat. The seat was not very comfortable. The metal looked soft because of its smoothness, but metal is metal. It was most comfortable facing away from the center, towards the outer wall of the room. The walls seemed to be set with archways similar to the ones above, one for each of the bundles. I realized at this point that I could almost reach the little pillar from the seat, its symbol glowing with a steady light. I am not proud of my next step. Focusing my mind into my tendril, 
I shaped it into a long hook, with a green stone dangling from the end. When the rock touched the symbol, I heard a bell toll just a moment before the archway filled with rainbow light and shattered open. The bundle shot forward, through the archway and out into blinding, bright nothing. I screamed. A lot. The bundle curved through the air, my small body clinging to its pipes. Behind, I watched the portal disappear away, floating in the void unaffixed. Below was a wide, curving surface of star-speckled dark, shocking against the glimmering empty. My bundle curved its angle more, heading straight towards the black globe. My only gauge of speed was the sphere, growing double its size every second. After a long moment of panicked screaming, I realized that the green stone was still clutched in my tendril. When I pushed it to my eye, I saw another symbol glowing in front of me on the bundle. I pressed the stone to it and felt the bundle shake. A small grey moat of light shot from its front, glided through the air, and crashed into the black sphere below. Where it hit, a gleaming circle of stained glass light erupted, then shattered. Beyond, I saw a landscape of orange sand and deep blue water dotted with spiral structures of pale metal. As I reached the portal, heart pounding in my chest, I glanced behind me again. The tiny portal, just a speck in the distance, floated in the gleaming space, which extended off in every direction. Not flat, but curved, a brilliant sphere extending out of view. Then I was through, staring up at sunburnt sky as I plummeted towards the sands below. We have to start energetic. We should, before we start recording, go, we should just go, go, like, go, yeah, go start go, yelling go. at each other yes. to get hyped up. Ah! We speak at different volumes when we're recording because I'm, I'm like, hello, yes, it's me. And I'm yelling I'm constantly. Yeah. Okay. Which is fair. Hey, I just, I, I have a story to warm us up. It's mm-hmm. not really a story. It's just that, like, the other day I went to buy monk spell cards for my monk well not spell cards but like action cards and i got them like heck yeah this is gonna be awesome i've got these monk cards and they fit perfectly into this tiny tiny binder that i have that holds 20 cards and it's so cute but i opened it and none of them were way of the drunken master which is the way of the monk that i am and i was sad wouldn't be because yeah that's an expansion monk and i should have known that i work at a game shop but i didn't i was blinded by my excitement they're gonna hear this they're gonna fire you oh no i'm sorry i i promise (laughs) They're bursting in the door. I I sold like five sets of dice today, please. Please. I swear. I've sold so many dice. I sold a case of magic last night. Please. Oh, God. (laughs) Please, I made it through the Zendikar Rising pre-release. I can't. I I can do anything now. That's that's all they wanted you for. Uh, Zendikar is over and now they're done with me. They'll cut me down like the, the fresh morning wheat with a hoe.
What am I doing? Challenge episode. Yes. Okay. So, we've, uh, hey, hey, we've got a new style of episode for you. Isn't this exciting? We thought of it a minute ago. Literally. This is a challenge episode. <laughs> the way that a challenge episode is going to work, well, this one is going to work. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to be in the future? Yeah. Is uh, we both get a prompt. Mm-hmm. Today we're doing it in it's fun It's the same way. prompt. Same prompt. Same prompt. And then we both go away. We have a week mm-hmm. to work on a world. Mm-hmm. Um a different world independently mm-hmm. yes. and then we're going to come back and record Compare. yeah presenting them to each other we're not allowed to talk about our ideas at nope. all to each other oh, nope. in that week yep um so pretty much it means our, our world building is going to how are we going to do stories for this we might not oh we could what if we do two shorter ones uh, two like thousand words two tiny vignettes that sounds great that sounds i love perfect. it and what if we... Or lots of little vignettes. Or lots of little bit Haikus! A list of haikus from our world. Or a different thing. Or a different that thing. Isn't that. Or maybe not haikus. Or maybe something good. Or maybe, or maybe we don't want to like make people's ears bleed with our awful haikus. Anyway, let's move on. The way that we are going to be generating our props... Props? Our props. Our props. So this is now um, a cosplay podcast. Yeah. We're going to be making... making props, I'm going to teach you how to use Warbler world. this time. Um, so I think I I'll... already know how to warble. <laughs> <laughs> what is the energy? The We're energy gener- in the recording studio today is crazy. <laughs> I am uncomfortable with the energy created in the studio today. I'm actually very comfortable with it. Yeah, me too. It's great. We are using a random Magic the Gathering card generator. I think each time we do one of these episodes, we'll probably change it up yeah, a bit. Yeah, we'll do something different. But today we're doing uh, Magic cards. We've had Magic cards on the brain, so... Uh, we're either... We're going to flip a coin right now to see if we do five and pick three, or do three and have to use all of them. Yes. Um, Shall we flip this Skittles packet? Genius. What's on both sides? There's Skittles <laughs> um, there's on There's the side. fruit Skittles, and then there's the list of ingredients on the other side. List of ingredients is three. No, list of ingredients is five, because there's more words. You're so right. I'm sorry, I didn't. Go with, I thought that, and I didn't go with my first impulse. That's all right. <laughs> okay, how am I going to do this? Just like throw it and see how it lands. Yeah. I don't know how to flip things. Neither. Are we ready? Ready for this great audio content? It's five. It's five words. Okay. Five and pick three. I think I think that'll give us more options. Options. We don't have to pick the same three, or we do. I don't think we do. Okay, so we'll pick five. And then here we go. Okay, so we're gonna. Sorry, I was. Generate them. Yeah. So we're gonna randomly generate these. Um, I will put links, to, put pictures of them up in the Discord because I think we're probably gonna mostly be going off the pictures. But yeah, there's also names and text that we might the, use. yes, anything, anything's on the table. Yep. Okay. Go right click and then open new. Okay, so first card is going to be. Oh, it's a mountain. It's a basic land. It's a very cool looking mountain. It's got holes in it. It's like a full art. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was... Oh, sorry. I'm like, oh, it's a full art. (laughs) Yeah. So um, from this basic land we're looking at, it looks looks dope. It's a mountain. It's got big holes in. It makes Mm -hmm. me think of mountains with holes in, which is a... a, 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 It looks like... Trope we've talked about before that we both think is cool. Yeah, Swiss cheese. Yeah, Swiss cheese, man. All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay. The next card is Chaos Warp. That looks dope, dude. Yeah, there is a man... Woo! Or a person going through a portal and becoming a rhino. Very cool. It's from Commander 2017. Very nice. Oh, well, this particular art is because um, sometimes... The cards are reprinted with different art and stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, so, 
I'll put the this particular art up there. This one is by Trevor Claxton. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my boy Trevor. <laughs> Our uh, best friend Trevor Claxton. Uh, so I think we're going to randomly generate each of these and then go back through each of them and look at yep. like the flavor yep. text awesome. specifically. We're not just going to lick the screen. Okay, next one. Our next card is, drumroll, Twiddle. Oh, my God. What's happening That's an old. This? There's some sort of mountain with a floaty thing that has tentacles. I can't even see what that is. It's it's called Twiddle, and it's old as heck. I love this. It's from second edition? Woo, boy. It's number 86. I'm excited about this, is this one. Is this the 86th card? Is that what it's saying? I don't know. Um, I don't play Maybe magic. in second edition, neither. Yeah. Uh, extremely cool. Okay, card. I mean, imagine if we just got those three. Number four. Whoa. Yeah, boy, yes, it's Nicol Bolas. This. It's Nicol Bolas, Dragon God. Hell yeah, I've seen this boy. From Drawfee. <laughs> oh my Drawfee. god, I remember that episode Nic- in, Nico, in the Discord. Nicol Bolas. <laughs> Nicol Bolas. Oh, I'm so uh, I'm so happy. Dragon to get God. A he Dragon he God. looks like it looks like. He's a legendary St- planeswalker. Yeah, it looks like stained glass. This yeah, art. This, oh, this, this art is so big, cool, cool Dragon God vibes. <sighs> cool. Very nice. Secret lair drop promos this one is last. it's a mythic rare Ooh. last one last one drum roll please Stuga, duga, 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 duga. rupture spire. spire it's another land we got two lands there's some sort of um uh tower that is erupting from the ground it kind of looks like glass landscape. or like steel yeah very cool very nice pretty okay why don't we go back through each of them yep and well, of course, the first one, the mountain, yep. doesn't have any description. It's yep. a basic land. It's a mountain with holes in, which mm-hmm. is still something. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yep. <laughs> Next up, we have Chaos Warp. Chaos Warp. Let me read the description. It's an instant. The owner of Target Permanent shuffles it into his or her library. Thank, uh, well, thank you for... Yeah. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> we don't have to. Yeah. Oh, no, no. My dear is like, well, thank you for including his or her pronouns. I his think, or hers. You know, it sounds like the... I was thinking there's no word. There's a word for that. Yeah. They haven't Me too. been aware of. Okay. The owner of, or, the owner of Target Permanent shuffles it into his or her library, then reveals the top card of his or her library. If it's a permanent card, he or her... He or she. He, he or... He or she. It's it's actually the uh, object form of the verb uh, of the nap pronoun. I'm sorry, I'm struggling with my reading today. He or she puts it onto the battlefield. So you pretty much flip the card of the top, and if it's a good in, they play it. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our Magic the Gathering podcast. <laughs> Hi, I guess uh, neither of us have played this before, but I mean, I guess it seems cool. Seems cool. I think there's just a name. Is that just? I think that's just Scry now, maybe? I don't know. Maybe it's different. I don't I don't know. Carrying on. Carrying on. Sorry. I'm, anyone who plays Magic the Gathering is so angry at us right now. Twiddle. I'm so excited to spend the name Twiddle. Yeah, it's Twiddle great. Twiddle is so exciting. You may tap or untarget artifact, creature, or land. That's fun. Yeah. You can just suddenly go, hey, you, you don't work anymore. Yeah. No. It feels very gentle. Like. You can do it to your no. own. You can do it to an enemies. You can twiddle. Thanks, Rob Alexander, for that interesting art mm-hmm. what it, it it looks like is that a it looks like some sort of plant is like reaching up and either holding down this floating rock or like holding what does it up twiddle mean can we define like to twiddle tw- like to, tw- to swap or, or to what? move like to twiddle your thumb yeah I, I i in my mind twiddle in that way means something more like an idle action do you want to look up twiddle maybe define after that 
twiddle, twist, move, or fiddle with something, typically in a purposeless or nervous way. Hmm. Or, yeah. Hmm. So, it's just chilling. I guess that's chillin'. what you're doing. It's I, like, I it's... guess they're just saying this rock is chilling here. Yeah. And it doesn't really mean anything. It's just doing it. Well, twiddle describes the literal action that you're doing in the card where you just twiddle with a card. Oh, dang, it. that's probably it. Yeah. But the image doesn't have a lot to do with that. No. All right. Okay, next one. Nicholas Bolas. Nick- Nicholas. <laughs> this is the main character of my story. He's legendary planeswalker. Planeswalkers have a lot of gunk on them, a lot of text. Okay, so do you want me to... I'll, I'll read this one. Uh, Nicole Bolas. I, God, we're probably butchering that pronunciation. I, I think it's Nicole Bolas. Nicole Bolas. But it sounds His like I'm saying Nicole. Nicole. <laughs> Nicole? Not Nicole. But it, sounds, it looks like Nicole. It's got no E on the end. So... You're so right. <laughs> so, Nicole Bolas, Dragon God. <laughs> Sounds so From Aussie. the tennis club. Nicole Bolas, Dragon God, has all loyalty abilities of all other planes workers on the battlefield. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. So, uh, plus one, you draw a card. Each opponent exiles a card from their hand or a permanent they control. Minus three. Destroy target creature or planeswalker. Ooh. Or minus eight. Each opponent who doesn't control a legendary creature or planeswalker loses the game. Hot damn. That's amazing. I guess he is a legendary planeswalker. Yeah, he's a dragon god. Uh, So we're we're basing this. I think Nicola Volas is an interesting one because there's like cool, interesting lore, but it's Mm. just off of the card. Yeah, I don't. We're not going to like do deep dive research into Nicola Volas. No, we're not. This is not a Magic the Gathering inspired world. Inspired world. We're no. just going off the card, off this dude. Very cool. And with no background knowledge on him whatsoever. Yep. Sorry, Magic fans. And this is Rupture Spire. Rupture Spire, uh, which is a land, but it does have a description. Uh, Rupture Spire enters the battlefield tapped. That's fun. When Rupture Spire enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless you pay one. And you can also add one mana of any color. Okie dokie. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I whisked away thinking That's about okay. Things. I have not started thinking yet because I'm scared too. Yeah, so now we're going to go away, think, and then we'll be right back in a moment with uh, a week-long gestation of a world. Yes, we are going to time travel mm-hmm. in one week. Wait, wait, in five seconds we're going to... In but a moment we will travel <sighs> I'm tired. seven days. <sighs> yeah, that's... Um... <laughs> do the transatlantic accent. The what? Transatlantic accent. Oh, the transatlantic. It's not really. It's quite. It's kind of the transatlantic accent. It's an accent that's sort of, sort of English, sort of American. That was people were told to do on radios. Oh, okay. Mm. We've recorded like five things in a row, and now my brain is suddenly gone. You're done. Hey, bud. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, you're done you're now. Done. You've finished, and we have. And we, we have. Oh, whoa! Look at that. See you in a second. <laughs> See you in a second. And we're back. It's been a week. Well, a little bit under a week, but... They don't need to know that. Hey, our secrets. What? We're taking them to our grave. Remember? Uh, the blood pact. Uh, Do you know what a tontine is? No. A tontine. This is a thing. A tontine is where a bunch of people get together and agree that the last one to die will get a batch of money. That's kind of dope. Isn't it kind of cool? I've always wanted to be in a tontine. There's a Simpsons episode about it. And I think since I watched that and I've like heard about it in other media, I'm like, oh my God. Because I think the Simpsons one is Abe Simpson has like Nazi gold or something that he like stole from in the, the war. And then he and his friends form a tontine around it. Anyway, 
That's what we're doing with our secrets. Fun. Okay. The last one to survive gets, gets the to secrets. Tell all the secrets. Yeah, you do whatever they want with them. I guess so. Do you want to go first or shall I? You go first. All right. So my idea: the cards that I used are the Mountain Chaos Warp and Nicol Bolas Dragon God, obviously. Nicole. Nicole Bolas. Um, from <laughs> the. I forgot the word. Anyway, um, from Circular Key. Um, sounds like a Sydney gal. Anyway. What? I'm so confused. Circular Key in Sydney. Anyway. I know. Yeah, I know. She sounds like a Sydney gal. So. Oh, okay. Yes, it. Okay. Nicole Bolas. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I got it. I'm... Catch up. Uh, and I used these three cards. I sort of, I started off with this idea and I was like, ooh, because when we make worlds, we should always be thinking, how can we tack this onto another world? So I thought. I didn't think about that at all. That's Okay. I thought, what if we could apply this to the above world, above and below, whatever you want to call it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it fits that vibe, I think. Because of the rifts that I've used. Okay, so my little setting, if it matches that, I don't know, up for discussion, is called the Horde of Lost Things. Now, the deal with the Horde of Lost Things is, if we were to put it in the above world, um, the above world has, like, the city that makes, like, it's like a battery for teleportation and transportation sort of magic. Mm -hmm. And when that sort of magic fails, the things that are being sent or the the people or whatever end up here in this like between space. Um, And it's like a little pocket dimension that is only big enough to hold things in it. But over time it becomes so big that it's like a small continent of refuse and stuff. That's cool. I like it. And one of the things that went through was a little baby dragon like a oh. little wormling who has now grown up to be uh, Nicole the, Nicole no her name is the Shrikeling um, so the way Ooh. that I've done this is I've got some like details about so the world is it's like a big pile of like junk from all around this realm um, all around this world that have formed into these sort of like big mountains and then the Shrikeling has like burrowed through them to make tunnels and that's where all of the denizens like live in these tunnels mm-hmm. thus the the mountains picture with the holes in uh and then i've done it by making four characters who like uh sort of are the social conflict of this world so the shrikeling is called the scrap queen uh cool and she's a large black dragon um and uh is like the she's put herself as like yeah the leader of this horde mm-hmm. uh, of well the horde the horde is the place uh and the 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 she has like a den in the center in this big mountain and has uh, a series of like guards that are dole out her law um called the scavengers mm-hmm. um and the deal is like she only lets people go if she wants them to go um, everyone cool. has to stay here and also she gets first pick of all of the stuff that lands here and like cool. is scrounged up um, and her scavengers like enforce that so she has a big collection of things uh, the people who the, the person or the entity who runs her scavengers is called Barbola the clockwork parrot um, uh, so the Bar- Barbola is the scrap queen's right hand entity um, a small clockwork parrot who operates a construct built entirely of, of scrap. So they're small parrot-sized clockwork, but they do fit into a big mech. A big mech. Oh, that's so cute. I yeah. love it. And uh, and beat the hell out of people Very if nice. need be. Uh, so that's like the scrap queen side of um, this like small 
uh, ecosystem, whatever. And then on the other side <clears throat> is um, sort of a more recent uh, addition to the status quo, mm-hmm. uh, a little nature spirit, um, Grifter, called Harma Geruda. Oh, very nice. I was thinking, I was like, my first thought was goblin, but I was like, ah, that's a little, I want to go a couple steps removed. So it's more like a, a sprite or a, like a pixie okay, sort of nice. entity, but it is a nature spirit that its job is to like antagonize nature, but it's fallen through into this place that is completely disconnected. So this realm doesn't have access to other planes. Well, the main realms like magic source, the yeah. big magical battery mm-hmm. of teleportation magic and all the other magical sources that come from the gods in there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so without all of that, they're just like a person or not a person, like a creature, but mm-hmm. they don't have any particular magical abilities, but they are very clever. So now they run an underground, like illegal, uh, a trading ring for illicit goods. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Uh, things that the Scrap Queen would rather her denizens not have, is what I've written. Uh, and uh, so that's sort of like the the top of the conflict and the bottom of the conflict and the central like tension of this world. And then we've got like a transient character that I made, uh, Miskava Ovanich, o- Ovanich mm-hmm. um, who I've titled The Wandering Wizard. Um, so when you... If you if you need something valuable, it's probably here, is the thing. But it's hard to get in and get back out again. Yes. Because okay, cool. you need to bring a power source with you mm. um, that is capable of, like, charging up your magic to be able to get back. Because there's no... Like, once you're in there, only the stuff that's in there is the source of magic that you have. Like, it, yeah, that it doesn't makes sense. generate more magic yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But... It's like, like bringing along a... a yeah. Spare battery. A spare battery, like a generator. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, When Miss Carver turned up, uh, of course, the Scrap Queen took her engine and was like, no, you're my citizen Mm, now. now. I need this. Um, She came to get this artifact that was, like, supposed to help her, like, home. Um, And she managed to get it afterwards, but now she is stuck. Uh, And she managed to get it by help, with the help of um, Herma Geruda, so now she works for Herma Gerudo, the little nature spirit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and she's a very powerful wizard. Uh, well, like a pro- I've w- written a wizard with promise. Um, cool. Yeah. So not quite there yet. No, but could be. And, and Herma Gerudo is smart enough. Um, he's smart enough to have figured that out. Mm-hmm. So these are these like two opposing forces in this little world that I've made that all have their own like needs and interests which yeah, i thought was the really best cool. way to like set out this yeah. like small conflict it, it's only like uh, the size of like a biggish island yeah um but it's, uh, it's really cool there are... it's got a very distinct tone to it yeah i was thinking like either it's a subset of above or maybe it's a subset of like a series of worlds that we could try to connect and then we could have like uh, my first thought was like, "Ooh, what if there was a little mushroom person from Big Trees in there, oh, or that's something?" Cute. It, this I don't know. is yeah. like the pocket universe that that's in, like maybe not necessarily in the center, but yeah. it's. Well, I was thinking it's sort of like Sigil by, by yeah. tunnels, or yeah, sort of like Sigil in mm. the Forgotten Realms. I love uh, it. I love Sigil's so landscape. Much. Yeah, th- this could be our equivalent in our small like. Oh, sorry, Audacity just like glitched for a second and I thought it stopped recording and had a heart attack. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I love Sigil. I love mm. that idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it does kind of have a similar vibe to um, Above and Below. 
don't know why even though they're like differently themed they feel similar they have a similar aura yeah if we can find (laughs) worlds that have an aura that matches maybe we could tack this on and make a little multiverse would be really fun definitely yeah i like that Mm. okay awesome yeah i mean that's really all i had to say about it uh like other than considering like how people get by i imagine that Mm. you can't really survive there there's no light um the only light that comes from magical sources and they only last so long yeah i want to know what like little civilizations look Mm. like because i'm because people would group together to survive so what do you think most people live in the tunnels that the shrikling has dug okay yeah um and they're all it would all be like very strange magical creatures that have like long life and they don't need a lot of food mm. or a lot of sunlight otherwise they just die off as they just they die off there. yes there's also a lot it's of like falling into a bag s- of holes skeletons exactly <laughs> and th- there are more small creatures than big creatures because mm-hmm. it's easier to transport small creatures um like the homo Geruda got there by uh over at town uh they were sucked through by a witch's spell mm. um so it was like a, a curse sort of thing but usually people get there when like transportation magic fails midway and this is where things end up that's really cool i love that mm. so it's it would be a lot of like probably like small animals that have magically adapted or mm. like like small creatures little nature spirits i can imagine um that fallen angel from our previous story sending people here not mm. necessarily knowing where they're going he's thinking he's just destroying them and yeah. he's just accidentally sending them to this yeah this is he's like that's cool he's like telling them he's going to transport them and then cutting the spell off halfway through and he just thinks it kills it them just, yeah but it I actually think, sends people here a lot of people do probably that this this place is like a real mystery mm. as to like what how long it's been there because it's only been there as long as this because it's only transportation magic like Mm. whatever like other schools probably have other things that they do so it's only as long as this city has been a big battery Mm. that it's been like of any significance because usually it would just be like you know you'd send something small through with a little bit of transportation magic that you can and then it would get like i don't know like eaten by the void yeah and like return to to nature would be really cool i i was just thinking as well like it, I reckon this this place probably grows with the more people that arrive yeah. there. Mm. So what if like one day in the distant future, this this pocket universe, this little tiny um, pocket dimension in the center of the other ones, just starts to grow so big that it pushes all the other ones yeah. apart, like severing their links to each other. Mm. Yeah, that's and messing so cool. messing with the planar ties. It like uh, starts to form its own sort of magic from yeah. like the people who live there. Scrap magic. Yeah, I was thinking oh! that. There would be like the little nature spirits that have fallen through, um, have, as they've been there over the like centuries or whatever, would have like adapted to have their own like form of nature, and it's yes. like scrap nature. They're little like, like imagine like a little hermit crab man, mm. um, but the, the it's like a can in a can of milk. Yeah, like exactly. Milk yeah, it's like junk magic. Yeah, the little like um, Kodama from uh, uh, Princess Mononoke. Have you seen those little guys? You'd know them if you saw them. Okay. They have like little lumpy heads and mm-hmm. they're like white like that, but it's uh, in like a pot. Oh, so good. This is a, I like this. Yeah, this I was really, really excited nice. with it. Um, the the rifts idea, I was like, ooh, how can I make that work? And then, yeah, sort of mm. above. Um, Very nice. Yes, exciting. Should I get into mine? I think that's covered most of mine. Sweet. Um, usually when I plan out an idea, I like to kind of just have a, page where I scribble lots of drawings down. Mm. 
So I will show you that in a minute, but mm -hmm. I want to look at it for reference. Please. Okay, so um, I kind of let me tell you what I think I used. I can I've technically drawn on all of the cards. Yeah, I did that at first, and then I looked back at them and went, oh, I've only really used three because because yeah, like the other two, the the spire and the floating thing, I was like, yeah, they would tangentially related two of them are only slightly related yeah um but we'll get into that so my uh i kind of have developed a macro and a micro level for this story cool so i'll start with the micros the smaller one mm -hmm. um i kind of already know what the story is going to be based around it's going to be based around this young boy um i've decided that twiddle is a race like a species Oh, the oh like, like yes, the card, the card right? Yeah, because I love that word. It's so, so good. The, the species are twiddles because mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Um, uh, and he is a weird little guy. They very alien looking, actually. Like I'll just show you my drawing. <laughs> oh, he's <ex> <laughs> he, he has egg. He he, he yeah, that's so. There's like, like floating. Yeah. So mm. I'll try my best to describe him. He has a very round torso, but it's got a hole in the middle. So he's got like a donut kind of torso mm, yeah. with like a golden gem thing floating in the middle. His arms are very long and almost like uh, tendrily, almost like a vine. Um, and then his legs just kind of go down into sharp, like shards, yeah. these dark shards. And his head, he's got like one big eye and a few smaller eyes. Um... He's truly delightful to look at. He's yeah, he's like an aquary green color, and this mm. is like a little boy. Yeah. So um, not all of them necessarily look like this, but my idea for Twiddles is that um, a thing they can do is um, they can shift. Uh, they're they're like lycanthrope adjacent, Ooh. whereas they can shift a part of their body, um, but only they can only change one feature at a time, so they can turn themselves into wood or back but like that's Kevin it. Levin from Ben 10 <laughs> yeah like Kevin Levin yeah pretty Hell much yeah <laughs> you can like you can like turn your hand into a pickaxe but mm. you can't change the material because you've changed its shape so it, oh. it would have to be a flesh pickaxe so it's oh it's either shape or material <laughs> yeah so you have a lot of like using your sharp feet yeah to be something I hard. can be metal, but I would just have to punch things really hard because I can't turn my hands into hammers. I don't know what that is, but it's just... That would work. <laughs> if it's metal, it's fine. Yeah. I you thought... know, if you're doing hammer work, mm -hmm. that's... that's. I, I feel like you could solve a lot of things just changing the material or the shape. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, right. Because you could make, like... Flesh is enough, like, string that you mm. can just make yourself string-like. Yeah. Then you could do some string-like stuff. Yeah, yeah. Make totally. a really long little tendril and mm -hmm. grabs things. Yeah, yeah totally. That works. Yeah, because I, I thought twiddle sounds kind of soft. I don't... Or not soft, but, like, um, meek. I don't want it yeah. to be overpowered. I want it to be, like, a little thing that maybe they could use in daily life. Yeah. It doesn't make them super powerful it's, it's or anything. It's more functional than... Yeah. Yeah. Than powerful. Mm. So, anyway, this um, story is about a young boy uh, who is a twiddle <laughs> um, and kind of like Spiderwick, he finds like this rock with ho holes in them. I believe mm. they're actually called like hagstones. Or devil's eyes. I think in Spiderwick yeah. they get called devil's eyes. Or maybe yeah. something else. Yeah. Uh, that has all these holes in them, which is where my I, I kind of shrunk that mountain image down oh, into a tiny little yes. stone. 
um, and looks through and starts seeing portals everywhere. Oh, cool. Um, and now, uh, well, and he kind of follow these, follows these portals around until he eventually finds himself at a giant sp- uh, spire that's erupted from the earth. Now, I want to go into the bigger world. Mm. Uh, this world is quite post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. but kind of more fantasy post-apocalyptic. It's very... Um, like mountainous mm. and a very rocky wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, the the towns and villages are very sparse and far between, um, and the whole planet is like this. It's very deserted. Something happened a long time ago that no one can remember that just kind of obliterated the planet, and there's only a few people left. But one Ooh. day, uh, this young boy following these portals finds this massive spire that's erupted from the earth, it looks like one of those um, twirly cone-shaped shells, Ooh. like all white and pearlescent that's just cool. erupted from like the red earth. Um, now, I'm thinking he... This is going to be what the story is about. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking when he goes, he goes like into it and it's either full of dead people or completely empty. Mm. Um, but like eerily so yes Mm -hmm. and so because i saw this spire in that one of the cards Mm. it was like shard i don't know something yeah um and i thought okay well that's probably come from below somewhere so what's below i said oh the planet that's inside the planet and then there's another planet inside that planet so pretty much the this world is a babushka doll of planets going in and out infinitely oh fine (laughs) <laughs> so it's just this story of this young boy discovering that. Mm. Um, so I think this spire is actually some kind of spacecraft that the planet below them has created to try and escape their own world, Whoa. and they just run into the into world the outside. Well, yeah, I think there's like I think the sky is dark, but it is space. There is yeah. space in between them. Right. But eventually, you just get to the outer world. That's amazing. Um, That's so fun. Yeah. Wait, I'll show you my my page. It's planets all the way down. It's planets all the way down. Um, Whoa. Yes, so this is my page. So this is the spire. Right. Um, these are the portals. The portals kind of look like stained glass. Cool. Which I brought from the Nicole card because mm-hmm. that art looked kind of like stained glass to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the hagstone that kind of is reminiscent of the mountain. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, then it's planets all the way down. That's so cool. Yeah. It reminds me of something, but I can't picture what... I can't think of what... Very awesome. Thank you. The idea of like messing with the structure of a planet is I, always so fun. I love that. I love messing with multiverse structures. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. This is just like a tiny little factor of the world. I feel like there's so much more you could build from it. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just kind of the basic... Um, multiverse structure and mm-hmm. then a very basic story like micro story yeah, you, you, when you said the macro and the micro that's absolutely what it is yeah. and that's that's a good way to do it I think we both approached it in similar ways because mm-hmm. I was like here's I, I did the same I was like here's the macro and here are four characters yep, that establish totally. both the macro and the micro in their own mm-hmm. ways absolutely um, yeah it's it's the best way to go about like a quick world yeah absolutely um, yeah 100%. what's what's the big picture what's the little picture you don't need to say the middle because it's sort of like that's where the imagination goes wild and that's yeah. what we want absolutely mm-hmm. so yeah i still need to build on like what kind of civilizations there are yeah. um 
yeah. and how they function and the history of this world and stuff like that. But I wanted to kind of leave it a bit basic so I had more room to grow with it if I wanted to do some more work on yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I really like that multiverse structure. I think it's cool. There's interesting, like, interplay between, like, we have less land, we have more land. Mm. It's hard to go up but easy to go down i think it's tough because i think technically all the worlds are the same size oh interesting it's just like yeah yeah because otherwise you'd it would stop eventually when you get to the middle and well, i want it to keep going not necessarily it just keeps getting smaller yeah i guess so infinitely smaller infinitely bigger from perspective they all look the same exactly size, but oh it's that's really because i think it's the um, what are they called? The, the, the series of books that there's a movie based off of um, about a dude who goes to Mars mm. and he's really strong when he's on Mars because the gravity on Mars is less than the gravity on Earth. So he's used okay. to a stronger gravity. Yeah. And then he gets there and he's like, he can jump and like yeah. swing things around while the people comparatively yeah, are used to cool. their own gravity. So they're like weaker. Mm. Um, and then if they were to come to Earth, it'd be like harder for them. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, if you do the size scaling mm. thingy. I'm thinking maybe there's even a slight time distortion between mm, them. Yeah. Because I'm thinking maybe this ship that was trying to escape the planet below um it like burst through the the crust of this outer world mm. but by the time they got there they had all died right i don't know if that's true or maybe there's a way to break that because for story purposes but i just feel like i like the image of this young boy walking around this abandoned this giant abandoned spaceship mm Maybe, yeah. I mean, what, what's the deal with these portals? Because that could be a way to, like, bridge the gap. If Maybe if there's, like, a, a, like a time barrier between them. Mm. And if you can not pass through it, if you can, like, skip it. Yeah, then totally. Then it can be concurrent time. Th- Otherwise, there's, like, it takes a huge amount of time to pass through. Yeah. I think, I think my idea originally is this, this civilization uh, on this ship... Uh, is very adept with portals. Right. Um, so this is like a sort of an effect of mm, their existence. Yeah. Mm. That maybe just their presence generates them. Mm. Like that's how they just naturally travel. They don't walk places. They just teleport everywhere. Oh. So these, just them being there uh, just automatically generates them. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's a time distortion thing to do with like, from their perspective, they were there like a few seconds or something yeah but from the perspective of the outside world they just like shriveled and died yeah of the of the world that they'd arrived at so mm. like they got there and they were like all right let's open up these portals and have a look and then they were like aging before their very eyes oh that's cool yeah they turn to dust yeah so you have to like work Ooh. out a way that you can tr- safely travel mm. um between these realms without yeah. being affected by like oh i guess if you go down you're fine because you just get longer and longer lived but if you go up that's when it's dangerous Mm. because it gets faster and faster yeah because i think these people that were trying to escape didn't know there was a world outside there yeah i mean maybe they did their their ship is drill shaped but um (laughs) that's just what it's shaped like our ships are drill shaped that's true that's it's aerodynamic yeah um I think maybe they just saw, well, look at all that space that's up there. Yeah. Surely if we keep going, we'll find something. And they just accidentally ran into an outer world that they didn't yeah. know was there. Well, it, it also begs the question, like, uh, do these worlds 
have some sort of inherent issue because if this world is apocalyptic and mm. the world below they were like we have to get out of here yeah you know is it maybe there's not enough to go oh, around or here's an idea mm. that um well there would be people wanting once they find out wanting to go down so they live longer yeah but maybe it just gets the 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 closer to the center the longer they've been alive so the worse their situation mm, yeah so the work the deeper you go the worse it gets but the longer you live yeah wow so there's just one horribly tormented person at the center of the universe, <laughs> co- constantly tortured but eternal. So if you go, so from a perspective, perceptive, a perception perspective, if you go up a layer, the world around you is moving faster, right? But if you go down a layer, the world around you is moving slower. Mm-hmm is how it works but i think you would speed up to yeah but so, from your perspective like, yeah for, because if these people arrived in the layer above and they thought that they'd been there for maybe like a day or something yeah. and they were withering Mm-mm. and dying before their very eyes like very very quickly mm. and they saw like animals outside like darting yeah. around and like even like if they poured a glass of water it would pour faster because mm. like physics works faster but they're used to slower time yeah and then if you go down below it's like you pour a thing of water and it's slower Mm. and you see animals moving slower but you're moving normal Mm. from your perspective and then you get down to the very bottom if you're from the very edge and you get down to the very bottom everything's glacial yeah and you're able to move so the the person at the center of the world is probably like moving really fast they are incredibly fast but also just oh my god they they don't die they will never die i mean but does that technically mean their life is longer or are they living the exact same amount of time? It but just, from wherever from they're the, from. From their perspective, it seems like it's a longer amount of time. Yeah, it's, it's for all intents and purposes longer because physics is different because you can do more. It's confusing. I love these ones that are confusing, yeah, like that, conceptually. That sort of mess with your that head. That mess with your head. I love those. Yeah. Because it's sort of like different levels of gravity and maybe it varies. Maybe it's not like the closer you get to the middle, although that's cooler. Mm. Like it's it's... Instead of, yeah, different levels of gravity, it's different levels of, like, different speeds of time. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Fun to think about. Fun. Fun. Mm. The giant gobstopper at the center of the world. (laughs) I imagine that this person is, like, trying to fix all the problems, Mm. but they just can't. Because as soon as they leave, they're going to start dying. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, this is cool. Mm, this is what about. I'm going to need to think about. Yeah, we might absolutely. need to bring some of these ideas back because I think we both yeah, have pretty cool. cool ideas. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Like if we wanted to do an above and below sequel, yeah, then we could with that one. bring this back and try and like maybe make like above and below world two with mm. another concept. Because we talked about in the above and below world, we were like, oh, what if there were other gods of yeah. other concepts for other batteries? Yeah, totally. And that sort of like slotted into that, so we could try to make this like single like multiverse or like planescape awesome. like multiverse. Do you reckon we could fit my world into another one, or is it its own thing? I don't know. I if, thought that at first, but it's it's. I think it's its own thing. It's it's okay. like it's got its own really cool multiverse. That's true. It is like a kind of a dis when it's a different physical layout. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit more difficult. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Ah, awesome. Awesome. Very nice. As quick as well. Yeah. Two I mean, whole worlds. It, it's interesting because from. Uh, the perspective of the people listening to this, it was more just a matter of revealing whose story was whose. Yeah, that's mm-hmm, true. You did hear both of them. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Awesome. Well, we'll see you in 10 seconds. Bye. Bye.
and welcome to The Sky Machine, a collective world-building podcast about dynamic, fantastical, and concise storytelling. I faltered there for a second, but I, I picked it back up. I saw the fear in your eyes. I know. That you were like, oh no, I've left an opening. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about the words. I was going, it's okay, I can do this, I can do this. It's just yeah. like it's like singing the national anthem. It just flows out of you because you had to sing it once a week at school. You're for right, like, we were indoctrinated for like, into this podcast. Yeah, for like 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys in your school do the second one? Um, for those who've come across the sea, uh, uh, we've boundless planes to share. Yeah. Yeah, the fun irony of that. Oh, for yeah. sure. And like and all the, of the lines in there, it's like, that's yeah, ironic. I don't think that. <laughs> yeah. I don't it's know like, if we stand by you, that I'm, anymore. No. Yeah. Multiculturalism. Uh, <laughs> um, Australia is a very multicultural country. It doesn't want to be. No. It tries its hardest not to be. Yeah, absolutely. This was uh, a really uh, interesting episode. I think we should do... You just have a Go on a way to kick it off. Yeah. I hate my country. Let's <laughs> get right into the story. Nationalism is dangerous. Being critical of your own nation is an important part of the democratic democratic process. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh, there's a knock at the door. Be right back. We are playing D&D after this. And we're back. And we're back and we've got a friend now. Marnie's here now. She we've knows nothing applied. about the episode. There's, yeah. <laughs> we almost a third friend. Uh, this is Moni. Say hi, Moni. Hi. How do you explain hi, yourself? Hi, Moni. Introduce yourself. Um, I, I. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> it's in the, one of my favorite podcasts. All of a sudden, I know absolutely nothing about myself. It's yeah, so you good. Just stop existing. Um, yeah. Man. My hair is blue. That's it. That's, yeah, it. that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all you need to know. Whole... Favorite color is blue. Oh, um, you need so, to know about me. So this episode was fun. This was a, a challenge, challenge episode. episode. We got two stories. Two stories. Um, For the price of one. Two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, two little micro worlds. Um, and it was really, like, interesting. Like, I, 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 I think that the value of this podcast is I'm really bad at doing things on my own. Super good to do it in like just me and Alicia working on a world. I went away and I was like, I don't know. And I did like way too much prep for it or not enough. And I wasn't sure if it was anything in the end. And then like, it only became something when I was explaining it to you. And then you could be like, oh yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, Should we try explaining to Marnie what happened? Yes. So what we did is we started off and we, we randomly generated Magic the Gathering cards. We got five of them. And then each of us picked ones that we thought were inspiring. Like they have like the title and the image and the abilities and the little lore thing at the bottom. Um, And we took three and we went away and we made two worlds or a world each. And we brought them back and presented them to each other and then wrote stories set in those worlds. Um, So summarize your world in a sentence. uh, Big trash pile between dimensions (laughs) governed by a dragon. (laughs) Um, mine is it's planets all the way down but also all the way up yeah yeah (laughs) what does that mean the babushka doll of planets oh my god yeah yeah um so the stories both we both used the um rifts card there was a card that had like these portals it it was a picture of a guy running into a portal and turning into a rhinoceros on the other side oh my god yeah i didn't even yeah yeah um, so we, we both used like imagery of portals and it was very interesting to see like how they were differently represented in each world um, and in each story as well, um, trying to like describe them with differing imagery. Um, I feel like if you're not in the know, they could just sound like the same, like two different stories from the same world, like a yeah. weird continuation. Um, and it's just like, well, the tone has drastically shifted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shifted. Um, do you want to, because I feel like it's okay to reveal this, um, 
But you wrote the story for my world. Yes. And you mentioned something I found really interesting about the process of writing it. Oh, it's some inspiration you drew from, like, a story? Oh, yeah. So one of my favorite books is Out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. I couldn't remember the author the other day. Uh, fantastic early sci-fi novel. I guess not not that early. You know, it's, it's not Frankenstein. Um, but uh, early, like, space travel uh, stuff. And it describes everything with this really beautiful foreignness as the character is just like this English gentleman who ends up on Mars and he's just sort of like bewildered by everything and describes everything in very like foreign like strange language um because he can't just be like it's a spaceship because he doesn't know what a spaceship is yeah um he doesn't even have the concept of like an alien really he's Mm. like the people the native people of this world you know he doesn't he's not like the aliens here look like this um uh he just describes them as sort of strange people even though like the main like alien race he's interacting with are like big auto people um cool. they're so good cool. um the, nice. the book is amazing um and it's got this very like 80s tone so i i wrote it like inspired by that and i also had mort garson's um plantasia playing the whole time i was writing which is this exact same vibe 80s uh, i think it's late 70s early 80s something uh like that um blippy um he's like the father of electronic music mort garson really amazing Beautiful. um yeah so it was it was a, a great time writing that um, and cool. getting that sort of cool inspiration. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Uh, okay. I, I feel I, like that covers most of yeah, it. Yeah, do so, we have a writing prompt? Hmm, Marnie, do you have any ideas? What? For a writing prompt. So uh, Just, most episodes we give a, a little writing prompt if people need um, some uh, pick, small inspiration. Pick a jazzy word. Does it need to be related to the context nope. of the episode? No, absolutely it, it, Absolutely anything. It shouldn't be, actually. Yeah, I'll give you a word. Porcelain. Mm-hmm. I looked at that little statue over there. Yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Splinter. That's well, my word. That's Yeah, that is related to the episode, I feel. Is it? Yeah. I believe you. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, do you have a... a uh, coral. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. I like that word. Okay. So, yeah, go away and make a small world or do a small right. Um, and that should be good. I don't think I have any writing tips or anything rattling around in the back of my brain. I'm just excited to play D&D, if I'm Yeah, honest. we're, we're playing D&D in, like, now. Four now. minutes. In four, oh, in four minutes. We'd better hurry up. Yeah. Um, you wanted to go get lunch as well. <laughs> we'll go and grab lunch. Okay. okay. Um, thank you for listening. See you next yeah. time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.